Let's see, do I have everything? Uh, mic, headphones, whiskey. All right, let's get started. This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. Son, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol. And we're back with another episode of On the Nose with Joey Erringman. Joining me again, the man, the myth, the lawyer, Stephen Hercheck. That's me. And where did he come from? Where did he go? <laughs> it's Jim Palumbo. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get into this episode. As I mentioned on the last episode, we're going to be talking about a special bottle that we uh, came into possession of. <laughs> uh, one quick shout out is to Danny Nemeth, who is the key behind us getting this bottle. He couldn't be allegedly. on the show today. Allegedly. Allegedly <laughs> helped us get this bottle. Um. But, yeah, so how this all started out, well, first of all, what are we drinking, guys? Whiskey. What's, like, right What's now? this bottle that we're going to be the, drinking? Oh, the bottle, the that, we're bottle that we're talking about. It is the legendary Pappy Van Winkle 15-year-old. All right. So, in Ohio, actually across the United States, it's almost impossible to get any of the Pappy Van Winkle collection. I think there's five different Pappies out. Is that... Is that right? Does that sound right? Five or yes, six? Yes, I believe okay. that's accurate. I think there's three in the family reserve, two that are aged a little bit less than the family reserve, and then there might be... Jim, did you say if, there was a rye? If you're counting like the old Rip Van Winkle and the other Van Winkles, there's six, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I have six But here. there's six. three Pappy. Yeah, so there's the old Rip Van Winkle handmade bourbon that's 10 years old. There's the 15-year that we're drinking, the Pappy Van Winkle's Family Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Then there's a 20... A 23 of the Pappy Van Winkle. So that's three Pappy Van Winkles. Okay. And then two more. Or there's the Van Winkle Family Reserve Rye and the Van Winkle Special Reserve Watt B. Is that the 12 year? That's the 12 year. Okay. All right. So basically anything that's younger than 15 isn't Pappy. Pappy, like the Pappy that everyone wants is the 15, 20, and 23. Okay. Oh, nice. That's a good way to remember it. So, Jim, which one are we drinking again? (laughs) We are drinking the 15. All right. So, so the youngest and cheapest of the, the real Pappy ones. Van Winkle collection. Yes. All right. So the way we got this was uh, State of Ohio put on a raffle for the, it was the Pappy Van Winkle collection along with the Buffalo Trace Antique collection, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the bottles in each of those collections were raffled off. Um, I don't know how many people submitted raffles for, like there was a lot of. And these weren't raffles for the bottle. This is a raffle to purchase yeah, a bottle. This is a raffle for at, a chance to buy it. Correct. At MSRP. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which we'll, is the real thing because you can get the bottles, like they're available, but you have to pay two thousand dollars and yeah. above for we'll, them. We'll, like we'll get into to two grand. Yeah, we we'll talk about that. that later. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't get ahead of me, Stephen. Oh, my bad. I didn't know. Um so <laughs> we yeah. have a script this time, so <laughs> State of Ohio put on a raffle. We all put in our submissions for it, and one of us was the lucky winner of that bottle. But now at this point, I'm going to kick it over to our resident legal advisor, Stephen Hercheck, for a fun story. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So um, there's there's this cool thing where um, what happened was that um, one of us in our group won, and that person in our group took their winning ticket, went to the liquor store that they had registered for, and picked up that bottle, which is what is required by uh, the Ohio... Uh, liquor control, OHLQ, whatever that stands for. Anyway, yeah, so that's what happened. 
Also, here's another fun hypothetical story that could have happened if one of us was out of town and we still needed to pick <laughs> up their bottle, but uh, certainly didn't happen. So yeah, we'll start from there. Yeah, one of us won, hypothetically, and this is how that story went. So what did this? What would we hypothetically have done if one of us was out of town? Yes. What would that person have done? Right. So, like if so hypothetically we picked, one of us lived in a different state. Right. We picked the person <laughs> who looked most like the person that lived out of state. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. <laughs> Even though and they, they don't really look alike at all. No, they, they really don't. don't. Look anything alike. <laughs> like, or at least they probably wouldn't. I don't know who these people are. They're so the hypothetically, <laughs> the person who was out of state would have shipped their license and other forms of documentation up to us in Ohio. Um, <laughs> is that too much? It's a foolproof plan. It's a foolproof Somebody plan. Somebody should have done it. Yeah. So yeah. then, this is a great idea. So then, Too bad we never a group of action. us probably would have had to drive all the way up to Strongsville because the person who won the bottle was or like Wrongsville or something. <laughs> that that like was a bad exist. joke because this is a hypothetical story. Wrongsville. Shut so up. we get. Let's say we drove all the way up to Strongsville to collect this bottle because the person who won it thought it was a great idea to have the bottle be picked up where nobody was at. But anyway, so hypothetically, we drove up there. Um, the person who looked most like the person who was out of state. So if you had to tell this story of how cool you guys were when you went up there, how would you tell that story? When you um, strolled we in. We probably would have been the most yeah. uncomfortable people in the liquor store. No, if we, <laughs> if we had done this, we would have been super cool about it. Like super nonchalant. I, th- super I think confident. we would have thought we were super cool I about it. I think we would have nailed it. I think we, were, we thought we were, would have been super cool about it, but... I don't think we actually would have been. It wasn't <laughs> terrible. It wasn't terrible. Well, hypothetically, but because it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't real. You know, the worst The worst thing that could have happened in this whole situation was the liquor store was full and people were just constantly in line, preventing us from trying to have the moment with the cashier where one of us could say, hey, I might be the person who won this <laughs> and go through that process. Um, so, Jim, why don't you tell what happened or what would have happened. Um, Yikes. Just tell it like we it happened, there. knowing that we all know it's fictional. Just tell it like like it might have happened. So so you walked in there. So assuming this is all fictional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go I'm, ahead. I'm writing this story. <laughs> let's say that, I don't know, let's call him Tim. Um, <laughs> so, so Tim walks up, and we're deciding whether or not, at that point, if we should just come out and be honest about the fact that we're not, let's call him Banny. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Tim doesn't look like Banny at all. So there's no point in trying to fool the cashier into thinking that he's Banny. Or if he should just roll with it, show him the idea and see what happens. So hypothetically, Tim, you know, throws down his ID and the cashier looks at it. And Tim throws down Banny's ID. Yeah. Okay. Banny's yeah. ID. <laughs> and says like, hey, I'm here to pick up a bottle of happy 15 that uh we won in this in this raffle and the cashier just says okay i'll be right back so automatically that just means the decision has been made that we are going to go with the pretend i'm banny uh, pretend plan. That tim's banny that pin is tim is <laughs> <laughs> been drinking some whiskey pretending that tim is banny this is so fucking hard you're <laughs> doing fake, great keep going fake names made this so much worse why did you do that i don't know i thought it'd be good but i didn't realize how many times i had to say it you called it a fake name 
so hypothetically, Tim is sitting there at the counter waiting for the cashier to come back with either a bottle of Pappy 15 or a police officer with handcuffs. Meanwhile, Meanwhile, what is Doey doing during this time? Doey got freaked out and left the liquor store and started walking around the beer section so that he had an easy getaway. <laughs> so Tim is alone and afraid at this point. <laughs> in a liquor store in a giant eagle. With in, Banny's ID. In Wrongsville. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with Banny's ID. This is trash. <laughs> this whole podcast is trash. <laughs> but luckily, in this story, a few minutes later, the cashier comes back with a bottle of whiskey wrapped in a box, all excited because the cashier knows his shit and knows that the Pappy 15 is a big deal. So he's all excited to just be able to give it to me. So it turns out Tim looks a lot like Banny if he constantly <laughs> looks down at the floor and the cashier can only see the top of his head. <laughs> so it seemed to work out okay. And long story short, because I don't want to keep rambling, and I'm keep, and I keep messing with these names. I love this story so much. <laughs> I hate it because I was there. Or I would hypothetically would have been there. Um, <laughs> You're killing All right, it. Bottom line, allegedly, <laughs> so the bottle was acquired in the story in a completely different way. We actually have a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle 15 as well. Yeah. Um, but that would have been a fun story if that happened to someone. That model? was not as fun of a story. Um. But our way was all I safe and the legal. Hypothetical. Yes, our our way was very legal and fine. All right. So from my legal perspective, we can uh, stop doing that bit now. <laughs> we can just move on to how we have a bottle. Okay. I think we're covered. So let's jump into the history of Pappy Van Winkle. So Julian Pappy Van Winkle uh, initially began working at W.L. Weller & Sons as a traveling whiskey salesman. Hmm. And over over his lifetime, he just grew from there and became iconic both before and after the Prohibition, kind of shaping the bourbon industry. Uh, eventually became president of the Stitzel Weller Distillery. Spent the rest of his life marketing, selling, and producing whiskey. And uh, his sons kind of took it over as uh, he died and, and his son would have died. And uh, it's stayed in the family line up until 2002 when Buffalo Trace took over production in May of 2002. And this was initially intended to try and produce more Pappy Van Winkle at the same standard and quality that it's known for. And Jim, do you remember how many bottles are trying to create now with by the move over to Buffalo Trace? I thought I you said a number on there. Yeah, so currently they produce about six to 8,000 bottles a year. They're hoping to by twenty twenty five bump that up to about fifteen thousand, oh, which is still going to be a big jump. Yeah, that's a big jump, but that's still not a lot. Yeah, it's still well no. below like the mass market level. Right. So they're still going to be kind of underselling their product. To I think we could keep still up that legacy. We could still end up seeing a drop off in price with the increase in availability. Oh, definitely. I mean, they're yeah. going to be hopefully if they meet that target, they're going to be still enough. Almost it'd be enough of a drop for me to buy it though in secondary market. Secondary market? No. Secondary market? No. 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 So actually, so talking no. about the secondary market, Jim, you want to jump into the ridiculous surge oh in prices? The, oh man, the, the bullshit! <laughs> Don't get so, him started. Uh, <laughs> so, as one of the most famous, if not the most famous, bourbons ever, and due to the lack of availability and a lot of the stories behind it, and a lot of just all kinds of stuff going on with their marketing and uh, heists and thefts and stories and stuff that have kind of permeated the uh, the whiskey culture pappy van winkle 
let's say, so this bottle that we bought, the 15-year-old, MSRP is at, what was it, 150? 120. Oh, is it, is it only 120? Yep. Okay, so it's $120 MSRP. That's the market value. If you want to buy this on the secondary market, say like from a private seller, just some guy that happens to have a bottle, these things are going for thousands. Yeah, so I'll jump in real quick. There was, I looked at three different websites on Wine Searcher. It was going for $1,300 a bottle. My God, that's so much. At that's, the Rare yeah. Whiskey Shop, it was $1,900 a bottle. At Whiskey Liquor Store, it was $2,950 a bottle. Man. And people will yeah. buy it. I know. And people Did you are say $2,950? Yeah. Three grand? Yep. Yeah. That is in, that's bananas. You yeah. know what? Actually, I'll go so far as to say that we're going to drink it right here on this podcast, and that is fiscally irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, it really is. We held on to this bottle for a week before we opened it and started drinking it. Yeah. Which right. probably made a, will make a lot of people mad. If oh, yeah. Enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For anybody who's freaking out about this bottle, just so you know, we got it. We immediately opened it, and we drank it, and we're like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. It's, it's pretty good, and that's, yeah. a, that's about it. Yeah. Um, like, we and, did not treat it as special as other people do. And honestly, that's really important to me that like mm-hmm. whiskey is something that we buy, we open and we enjoy it. Yep. Yeah. Cause that's what it's for. As a group too. Yep. I don't, With I don't. Friends. Yeah. We, Oh yeah. Oh, you, you did there. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Jim, you got anything else on the secondary market for this stuff? If you pay that much money for any bottle of whiskey, you're an idiot. <laughs> All right. I'm just Unless you're it. one of our fans, in which case you're very intelligent. That's if you're true. if you're one of our fans, you're probably an idiot anyway. So. <laughs> hey, don't call my mom. Just kidding. Idiot. What's that? <laughs> what do they say about apples and trees? <laughs> oh, okay. we're idiots anyway. So uh, one mom. other thing I'm gonna put out there is there is a thing called poor man's pappy, which. Oh, yeah, poor man's pappy. Yeah, so uh, the Weller, the line of W.L. Weller is made at the Buffalo Buffalo Trace Distillery, just like Pappy Van Winkle, and they're both weeded, weeded whiskeys. I wanted to make sure I said that right. Um, so people have discovered that you can blend a couple of the Weller products to be able to make a poor man's pappy, as they call it. Yeah, that's what they call it, is poor man's pappy. But right. Luckily, we made some. We yeah, have some so right we now. did make some. <laughs> And the bottle that I have, which we tried uh, when we first opened the Pappy Van Winkle, um, there's a couple different recipes out there. The closest one to the bottle that we got, which is the Pappy Van Winkle 15, is 60% Weller Antique 107 and 40% Weller 12. Now, if I remember correctly, when we blind tasted these, I think I was a fan of the poor man's Pappy more than I was the actual Pappy. Yeah, you you like the poor man's version more yeah. than the, uh, the real one. Yeah. So. I think we were different, but Joey I mean, they were poor man, Erringman. Yep, um, that's what they call them. <laughs> but like I said, there's a lot of different recipes out there that people claim as a poor man's pappy, but it's all in taste. So whatever you think tastes like it, I guess is a poor. I man's will say pappy. it didn't taste like it. Yeah, I thought yeah, they're I, they're they're different. <laughs> they're they're not the same. Um. Okay, so we will jump into uh, drinking this pappy. Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve 15 year. So this is aged 15 years. Uh, it's got an ABV of 53.5% or 107 proof. Uh, like we said before, the cost is $120 MSRP, but can range from $1,300 to, I'll say, I'll even say $1,000 to $3,000 on the secondary market. Oh, yeah. Um, but let's start experiencing this. So what do we get on the nose first? Again. Again, yeah, because yeah, we we had this like two weeks ago, but that was a little longer than that. But. It's not, no, yeah, it's not uh, heavy ethanol. 
I'm no, not getting a lot not. of ethanol right it's, off the bat. It's smooth, and I get apples, too. What is the ABV on this bottle? 53.5. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of surprising that we don't get any ethanol. It's no. very impressive is yes. what it is. Yeah. It speaks to the quality, I would say. Um, it doesn't... You know, on the nose, it doesn't smell like $3,000. No. <laughs> so, <For sure. laughs> I want to be clear. This is a good whiskey. Like, we really do enjoy this. We're just, oh, shit- yeah. we're just shitting on the secondary market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what we're no, doing. Cause it smells fantastic. Because I can't imagine what a whiskey would have to taste like to really be worth $1,000. Like, there's no way anything, I think, could live up to that height. Well, the problem is that, like, we're just, like, regular people. So, $1,000 <laughs> is, like... A solid chunk of money. money. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. not <laughs> once once a thousand dollars isn't a big chunk of your rent anymore. Then maybe whiskey will be worth that much. Fair enough. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I'm excited to That's taste such this a delight again. To smell. I'm excited That's again because you know what? Uh, like even without the price, even without the hype, like not everyone gets to drink this. People yeah. aren't drinking this very often. We might not ever get to drink this again yeah you know what there's a chance that we there's a very real chance that i mean we could enter the raffle every year and never win again yeah that's true chances are very low the fact that we won in our first time getting this raffle is kind of insane that is true interesting the website says um on the nose you get what was it caramel corn and vanilla definitely yeah that sounds caramel so caramel and vanilla very sweet yeah very sweet uh cheers buddy cheers buddy cheers buddy this is always my favorite part. The saliva gland starts going. <laughs> mm. God, it's better than I remember, too. Oh, that's so good. So I have no problem paying the MSRP price for this bottle. I agree. Easily. 100% agree. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. pricier than I would like to be buying whiskey for, but it's you know, it's damn good whiskey. Actually, at 120 I'd say it's underpriced. I would pay more than 120 this is yeah, fantastic. It's really, it's really good. good. I don't get any spice on the tongue. I get a little bit of the burn on the back of the tongue. Mm-hmm. But that's it in terms of like heat or spiciness. Overall, the rest is very, just so smooth. Very smooth. Yeah. yeah. If smooth is the ideal, like a lot of people that drink whiskey are just like looking for smooth. This is this is up there. Like this is what people are looking for. This is smooth. Because this, I mean, there's no surprising flavors in this whiskey. It has, it hits mm. all the general bourbon marks of, like I said, on the nose with the vanilla and caramel. And there's the oak. There's a little bit of the burn. And it's just that bourbon sweetness all the way through. You get, yeah, you get that sweet corn. I was just so it's not like they're too. doing anything crazy. I know they usually, they use wheat instead of, like, there's not a whole lot of rye in here like most bourbons have. But that's kind of standard for Buffalo Trace in general. So their website says it features big flavor of leather oak and complex fruitiness i think the leather might be the smoothness and the mouth feel is very fruitiness a lot oh i get the fruitiness too for sure um but it's a very full mouth feel right it coats the mouth and it's all over it's it's lingering Mm -hmm. like i took two sips now and my tongue is just it's still hanging out there yeah Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, with I find pappy. it weird that oh, I can I agree that something tastes like leather, and I'm not mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've like, come a long way, boys. <laughs> like I can take. Like I've never had any other food or drink where I'm like it's kind of leathery, and been like, but I like it. Thank you for the leather flavor. Yeah, <laughs> that's usually a terrible thing in every other circumstance. But I mean, maybe not BDSM, but uh, other than that, 
even then, I don't know if you want to taste the leather. I think you do. Oh, it I depends know. on which side you're on. I guess. Um, okay, but anyway, so, so the finish. Do we like the finish of the whiskey? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It just no, lingers. No. It's comfortable. I so, love it. So the website says it finishes smooth with notes of spice and oak tannins. Oak tannins. Oak tannins. Yes. Oh, I love it. So one of the things I love in the finish of a whiskey is like the warmth on the way down. Sometimes whiskeys don't pull that off, and this nails it. I love that mm-hmm. it's kind of like it just lingers a little bit. You get like a little bit of spice, but if you just kind of get that warmth on the way down to your stomach and in your chest, it's a great feeling. And this one definitely gets that. Yeah. Oh, I just got some vanilla on the back of the tongue too. That was really good. I gotta say, Jim, you were killing it on the tasting notes today. Like oh. you keep saying stuff, and I go, "Oh, wow, good point." And like I'm not, I don't even have the bottle in front of me this time. <laughs> like I'm not even you're cheating. You're not even cheating. That's oh, what I'm man. surprised by is that you're not yeah, cheating. That's the that's the surprise. It's not no. that I'm right. It's that I'm right on my own. Yeah, you said that like the the flavor. There's nothing surprising going on in there, and I'm like, uh, my brain exploded. I'm like, yes, that's exactly <laughs> like I didn't know. That's oh, what I was thinking this whole time. Bill. We should have the pretentious. Uh, I know. Bill right <laughs> go get the pretentious bill, and I'll right. keep talking about how great your notes are. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there's nothing surprising. Like, right. That's usually what when I first taste a whiskey, I go, "Oh wow, what's that?" Oh wait, wait, wait. Here it is. Go ahead and ring it for yourself. Wait, 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 Jim. Buddy. Say the line again and then ring it. God. <laughs> Go ahead. Say the line again. Which line? I said so many things. The line there's about nothing surprising. Um, there's nothing surprising. God, there's nothing surprising. This just checks all the standard boxes of bourbon of like the sweetness, God. the fruitiness. Even a little bit like the oak give tannins. That. Give, give, like, give that to me. God. There you go. You're going too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I thought that I was an excellent point. And that is like what I wasn't sure about. Because when mm-hmm. we tasted it, I'm like, yeah, there's nothing new here. It's just good. Right. There's right. nothing new. They weren't trying to make yeah. something new. They were trying to make something old. And yeah. that's what they said on the website. Cause as I was reading the through thing. the Heritage, his number one thing was he, uh, where where is it at? I know I read Simply tried to be honest and make a good product. Was all like that was know. his goal. So I forget because we kind of skipped over this. Do they use some of their leftover product from like pre-prohibition, or do they just try to recreate that recipe? I think they try to. Well, I I don't really know, but I think they try to recreate that recipe. I don't think there's a whole lot left over. But did one of you say that um, Pappy Van Winkle was one of the few distilleries that was still in operation through the prohibition as medicinal whiskey? This guy did. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. Steven was not here yet. (laughs) Uh, You can't point at yourself. (laughs) This is a podcast. (laughs) Just did. Thank you for pointing that out. So, yeah, I don't think they're using any of their pre-prohibition stuff or anything like that. I would assume it's all new make, but I don't know. Yeah, I I thought I saw something about that somewhere. But, but yeah, that is a fun fact. There were – we might have touched on it in a different episode, but there were a few distilleries in the States that were allowed to continue making uh, whiskey – through yeah. the prohibition because they got a medicinal whiskey permit. Air quotes. Right. Air quotes. <laughs> um, and Pappy Van Winkle was one of six. Okay. All right. Any last final comments on Pappy Van Winkle? Uh, I will say that this is not an admission of guilt in any way. This is created for uh, entertainment purposes only and should not be considered uh, legally binding in a court of law. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like about to say, and I was like, wait, no, I already made that joke. It was so recent. <laughs> oh, All man. right. So a uh, quick shout out to our sources. We used buffalotracedistillery.com, 
oldripvanwinkle.com and the Bourboner blog. Jim, did you want to? Uh, yeah, I was on this site called Wikipedia. Oh, God. Mm. <laughs> I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, they've got a huge source of information on all kinds I'm of sure. topics. I'm uh, sure. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. Jim and Steven, thank you for joining me on today's episode. As always, I'm on Instagram at Erringman's Pub. And the best whiskey is shared with friends. Good night, everyone. Bye, guys. See ya. God, Jim, that was so <laughs> awkward. This oh. is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. Son, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol.